Welcome back, hunters. It's your favorite companion, Lee. I'm glad to see that none of you got owned by a dragon, a mutated creature, or a giant white sphere. Yeah, that was a knock at Destiny. I mean, come on, guys. We all know that the Traveler, sorry, the Traveler is evil. I mean, if you can't see that, then wow, that's sad for you. But know that your companion has your back and is letting you know that it's evil and be ready for it to turn on you. <laughs> Remember guys, you can see all of your fellow hunters escapades on our YouTube, Instagram, or Pinterest. And don't be shy to add your own accomplishments. You know, create your character, uh, you know, with a cute little photo or logo, send it to me. I'll post it and introduce you to everybody. Also, don't be afraid to show us how you've been gaining XP, whether it's you're programming your own video game for the first time or you've just learned to play D&D and now your character is level 50 and you are a total B-A-M-F. Woo! That's right. <laughs> today, we're going to be talking about doing it for the fandom. That is right, guys. And today, we're going to open it up to kind of everything because as you can tell, I, I like a broad range of things. I love... TV shows, I love anime, I love comics, I love video games. I haven't played that many tabletop games, but I am getting very good at D&D. I'm not gonna lie, I've had three characters die, but you know, try, try, try again. <laughs> That's the best thing about fantasy lives. You can create as many as you'd like. There's no such thing as permadeath. Uh, we're gonna just be talking about how people interact with and how the love of video games or just, uh the subculture that comes around uh, video games and comic books and uh, some TV shows and uh, movies uh, kind of inspire all of us. So me, myself personally, uh, recently, I have been getting more and more into uh, video games. So I stopped playing them for a little while just because they kind of started to uh, gear themselves more towards like war games like Call of Duty and Battlefield and uh platformers which i kind of aged out of like i just can't have a good time like you know oh hop here hop there shoot this boop 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 jump off jump up and then go around and then get them from the back boop 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 you know like i stopped being entertained by that a long time ago and uh also that's when like battle royales started to kind of show up a lot and they're starting to get more popular now so i probably will just end up replaying some of my favorite games again for me personally i can i can honestly say watching how fandoms have developed since i started playing video games 20 years ago till now is really really exciting so for me i sew and i started sewing uh like two years ago um after my uh one of my uh <clears throat> So I started sewing about two years ago and one of the first things that I created was actually a hunter's robe, hunter's robe, warlock's robes from Destiny just because every time I see them, I'm like, oh, that looks so cool. Oh my gosh, like that's a cool, like, you know, it's their like spell book hanging from, you know, the side of their uh, robe so they can quickly, you know, reference it or whatever. And it has cool gold wings on the back. Oh my gosh, like I'd love to be able to wear that. And obviously I know that walking down the street with a pair of gold wings on your back and pretty much anywhere in America is going to have people looking at you strangely, right? Like unless you're a Victoria's Secret model or um, <laughs> or something like that, everyone's going to look at you crazy. But the robes themselves, I don't think so. They're probably just, you know, fancy jackets. Um, so that was one of the first things I ever created. And you can find a picture of my very, very rough first attempt at cosplay on the Pinterest and on the Instagram. 
Um, and if, feel free to send me pictures of your first time trying cosplay or your best creation ever, whether it's a sword or uh, armor or anything like that. I would love to share that with the community. So don't be afraid. You can send it to me through email at xphunterlee or you can send me a DM on Instagram or the like. So uh, my hunter's robes came out pretty good. Like it has this really great um, leather like wolf head decal on it that I created myself well I didn't create it myself I found a PNG of the wolf that actually appears on the warlock armor I downloaded it and then I cut it out of leather and then I sewed it on and it just looks so good and I like red so red and purple so I made it red and it just came out pretty good there are some trees on it they're kind of wonky but um the fact that just playing the game even though destiny has kind of like gone down in my opinion it still inspired me enough for me to create um, fashion that I found in the game because I thought it was so attractive that it should be made real in real life. And that has happened with hundreds of thousands of millions of people across the world all the time. And I really think that this interesting because, you know, people who are in fashion or um, make music or even, I guess you would say do cosplay or they're impersonators, I guess you would call them outside of fandomness they'll tell you that like the person inspires them so much or these activities or the emotions that they felt through playing the games or being a part of a clan uh push them or you know inspired them to create these things so cosplaying now is like a full-time job there are people all over the country i i know specifically in america probably in other countries too but they cosplay characters from games poison ivy um link from Legend of Zelda, Zelda sometimes, you know, um, God of War. I remember seeing a picture from Comic-Con and it was so adorable. And it was of a guy who was, I think he was dressed as Iron Man, but um, his son, who was a baby, was dressed as Baby Groot. And I was just like, oh my goodness, so cute. And I couldn't get over it, right? And, you know, Comic-Con is usually the place where most people do it. There are people who cosplay, so they design costumes, so they uh, find ways to make you know armor out of um, foam sometimes there's also a lot of like plasticky ish uh, materials that they use to form the armor that looks like it's straight up brass to create a uh, 3d printing which is a form of using um, very specific types of plastic to layer stuff and they make their guns with it and color them and they literally are treated like stars your you know idol, you go to they go to an event or whatever and so they visceral. even though you know this person in the costume is not actually people. superman or poison ivy or deadpool it's like seeing them being able to touch them just brings it to a new level and especially if someone's doing it really 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 well um and it's funny enough you know i'm sure a lot of you have heard about the time that um Hugh Jackman went to Comic-Con dressed as Wolverine and people were kind of like giving him sass. You know, they were like, oh, you're too tall. You're too old. You're too like chubby to be Wolverine. And he's like, I am Wolverine. How hilarious is that? And even though they've seen Hugh Jackman play Wolverine, actually physically seeing him in real life, being able to touch him, breathe the same air, he, he kind of seemed different to them, right? He still didn't fit the um in their mind what wolverine or who wolverine was even though he was the <laughs> he has been used as the vision uh nowadays of wolverine 
I don't think Wolverine has ever appeared in a live action movie before. I don't think before, I think it was what, like the 2008 version of X-Men that Wolverine, that there's ever actually been a live action X-Men movie. Hmm. Something to Google guys. Let me know. I would be really interested. Um, but also, um, music has been inspired by video games. Um, and we all know kind of from the 8-bit days or 16-bit days, what music kind of sounded like, right? It was very uh, uh, mechanical and artificial, you know, you know, like it just didn't really have a whole lot of substance to it. And it, even though it's a hallmark of video games, right? Um, even my intro music, we all know that that's very fantasy -y and uh, it fits into that niche of what is, you know, video game music or uh, anime music or stuff like that. But uh, just like any genre of music, I don't know if <laughs> if anime music or like the music I use for my intro is really characterized as a specific genre. But I would say for our purposes today, we will. Um, but just like any genre of music, it has its place. And even myself, I can't tell you how many times I've downloaded music from an anime I was watching because I couldn't get it out of my head because it like brought me joy or um yeah, it made me feel certain types of feels, you know, and some of them, you know, you can really jam to and rock to. I remember I was watching, I think it's the second opening of Bleach. There's a song called Detagno Life by Overworld. And oh my gosh, I love that song. I sang that song so many times in my head. I sang it at karaoke and I got a 100 score. That's how well I knew the song. And I don't even speak Japanese, guys. I was so good at it. <laughs> and the thing is, is that the song was so... uh it filled me with so much energy because, you know, Overworld is a Japanese rock band and just, you know, has it's really heavy on the guitars. And I was just feeling that song and I listened to it, listened to it, listened to it. I don't think I could still do it, but it still sticks with me. I still remember the band. I still remember the title of the song. And that says something, guys, because once I'm done with something, I am kind of just done with it. So, um, uh, and there... I, and the thing is, Overworld is an established band, right? Like animes and, you know, TV shows and like, they use music from um, established people. Not so much, you know, indie groups a lot, sadly, but they are an established band. But there are a lot of people who are inspired to make music who are not established bands. They're just average everyday people who learned to use GarageBand or Soundtrack or um, Pro Tools and stuff like that because they wanted to emulate what they were feeling or hearing or seeing in their favorite video game, comic, uh, anime, TV show. And that says a lot because a lot of people, you know, life is, we'll say linear. We'll excuse the wibbly wobbly, timey wimey stuff, right? Life is pretty linear. You're born, you get older, you get older, you get much, much, much older, and then you die. But the thing is, is that that sounds really linear, but you can be taken on any number of paths in between those two points, being born and dying. And including things like anime and other fantasy, we'll say tangent things into your life can really expose you or cause you to do really fulfilling things, which really ties into why we call this podcast XP Hunter, because we're just juxtaposing uh, the our reality with the reality created by fantasy 
uh, novels and and the like because the thing is in in novels and fantasies and all those things xp is something that you visually see your character gain and you can spend it like money to make yourself better but in our reality it still happens the same way i mean there's not a cute little bubble that goes or i'm trying to make star sounds guys you insert star sound here that's saying oh hey you got up early today and were able to make yourself breakfast instead of being lazy and sleeping right up until you have to be to work in 30 minutes you know oh you've gained this new um um you've gained a new uh so in in our reality it's not saying oh hey you get uh 24 xp and learned a new skill of bright eyed for waking up early and not laying in bed and being lazy and getting up right before you have to be at work you know but the thing is doing that did get you xp you know what now that if you wake up at a certain time if you wake up at 9 a.m instead of waiting till 11 a.m you feel a lot more energized throughout the day right so you haven't visually been giving the cue that you gained xp or that you learned something new but you have you know or your friend really wants to go and try a hookah lounge where you're like i don't believe in smoking and you know it's wrong but you go just to be with them and you actually have a good time you've learned something new or you learn that hookah isn't you know made with tobacco like that's in a cigarette and so it doesn't have tar in it it doesn't have the chemicals or nicotine and so you're not going to get hooked it's not gonna you know make your teeth yellow it's not going to be bad and so not only have you learned something new about how you know another culture you know expresses itself because guys in a lot of muslim countries they can't drink and hookah is a way for them to um interact and be social with each other the way in a lot of countries people do over drinks they do it over hookah um and so you've learned something new there again there's no visual sign that you've learned something new but it's there and it's happened um and i think the fantasy mm, fantasy aspects allow us to absorb those thought patterns and um thought patterns and experiences a lot more easily than when they're presented to us in real life and I I really really love that because sometimes uh it's kind of like the truth no one really wants to hear the truth right um I mean me personally I usually do I'm not gonna say it's not gonna hurt but I'd rather someone just tell me the point blank truth than lie to me so like if you see someone in the morning and they're talking to you and you guys are having a conversation at a normal distance and their breath is just just so so wrong you should tell them tell them but a lot of people will kind of feel like oh well that's rude but in the same situation in a game when their character is like hey man like maybe you might want to try a mint and the other character is like oh what are you saying my breath smells and the other character is like uh and then they take the mint it's like oh he he he, that's funny but the character your character still told the other character their breath stank they didn't say oh well i shouldn't it's not polite they did it and that situations like that really do prompt people to um be forthcoming with people um and i love that um i love that uh one of my favorite parodies which is created by rooster teeth who used to be named something else which i'm pretty sure um i'm not allowed to say but um rooster teeth created a parody series or called red versus blue and they do the show is a Mekashina it's uh they use a video game Halo developed by Bungie just like Destiny um and they use Halo video game to uh animate their characters so 
they have people playing the game. And so they use the characters and just double with the voices as they're having um, conversations. And I kind of glossed over it a couple of times. Like it would pop up on Hulu or Netflix and I'd be like, meh. And recently, or not recently, a couple of years ago, I watched it and the show is hilarious, right? Um, and the thing about it is Rooster Teeth, uh, for a long time, they've been doing their own uh, media for a really long time. Um, when they first started the series, I do not think that they uh, had like a par partnership with Bungie because Bungie is really of the mind. Like if you want to go and create something from something we've already created, cool. But A, obviously you can't make money off of it. B, don't make it seem like we, you know, like we're a part of it. And, you know, the normal legalese that goes along with that. So Rooster Teeth, um, being the really creative people that they are, started the series um, based on what was um, at the time one of the writer's favorite games and I love that and I it, the game the game is kind of used as part of the basis for the story plot right so Halo uh you're a quote-unquote space marine um working for the UNSC but the characters in Red versus Blue are actually in this whole subplot where they're actually working for um a shady kind of militant or militia group called uh the freelancers um, but, uh, the fact that even the game inspired, uh, someone from a company, um, as big as Rooster Chief to create this parody series, um, was really hilarious. And really what I think the basis of creating it was, is that, uh, it's a, it's a satirical version of what Halo would be, right? Halo is, I'll say kind of serious, right? You are playing as a space marine, obviously from earth. And you have all these um, alien species who are kind of against humans. They're they're being taken over by this thing called the Blight or whatever. And they're basically going to try and wipe you guys out um, because their gods say that we're unworthy. So um, it's kind of satirical view on that, right? And uh, it also plays into a plot that I really like, which is that everyone kind of has their part to play in a story. Not everyone's going to be the hero, but everyone's the hero of their own story. So uh, just by you living your life, you're contributing to the overall story. You might not kill the demon lord at the end, but you are definitely doing something to prevent him from holding all the power, kind of like a goblin king line. And so red versus blue really kind of represents um, how uh, red the red versus blue characters are just living their lives. They're doing what they're told. They're, um, they think they're a part of the UNSC. Uh, and they think they're fighting a war to, you know, protect whatever they're supposed to be protecting because all wars at the end of the day are kind of aimless. Um, and um, okay, are kind of aimless. And the parody of it, I love so much because Halo takes itself pretty seriously. You know, you're a space marine, you're out here to kill aliens and save humanity. Whereas in Red versus Blue, they're kind of aimless. They're there in, you know, Blood Gulch and they're fighting, the red is fighting the blue. Do they know why? Technically, no. They know that they're at war and that they're supposed to beat each other. Uh, and it's all kind of circumvented by the fact that most of the people there don't want to be there, aren't particularly fighters and don't aren't taking the war seriously. So... Uh, I think that's like the opposite side where it's just very, very interesting to analyze. But again, that was inspired by a video game. The whole show was inspired by um, 
being the opposite of what the video game was portraying or being a, a very um, microscopic view of people who are participating in action but don't really know why they're participating in the action. Um, but back to the fun things. <laughs> um, so uh, fandoms also like kind of reference. Uh, so we participate in fandoms because, you know, it's nice to be around people who think how you think. Like I said, if I could walk around, you know, dressed in a gold gilded warlock robe with um, golden wings and, um, you know, icebreaker on my back or the Soros regime, I would be like, uh-huh, yeah, you know, finger finger gunning everyone like hey what's up how you doing y'all that's right i'm 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 lee guys check me out i'm level 50 light level 680 that's right that's right you know if i could do that i would love that man why not because my character is so awesome and it's uh only judged by how powerful it is right I mean, we kind of judge humans on how powerful they are too, but it's a lot harder to accumulate power as a human being in our reality. Um, but fandoms give us a place to uh, relate to people who are into the same things that we're into, right? It's like being part of a book club. We all want to read the same book. We should read it together. Why not? But fandoms, I think, kind of fandoms nurture uh, expression amongst the people who are in them in a very different way than a book club, right? So like I said, when you're in a clan or you're in a fandom, whether you or not you know someone, the thing is you're all contributing something. Whether you like to draw art and I like to write stories, we collaborate. And so now my story has really great um, artwork of the characters in, in the best situations, right? Like, oh, Erica held Michael at bay with her wizard's wand but then pulled him close and they kiss right and you draw the picture of them kissing or I do cosplay and you're a photographer and so I've made this cosplay costume of Zelda and I'm super cute or Sailor Moon or Sailor Venus actually guys I'd, I'd rather prefer to be Sailor Mars she's super cool um I'm I cosplay as Sailor Mars and then you take these really cool pictures of me um and I really think that fandoms really um nurture camaraderie among people and especially of people who, because uh, the things they like have kind of been categorized as escapism or, you know, fantasy, it's kind of looked down on or just not taken seriously. Um, because a lot of people, uh, like I said, have created great works. And in some instances, great is kind of an, ex uh, an exaggeration. I mean, we all know that Fifty Shades of Grey was based on a Twilight fan fiction and man I really don't like Twilight but <laughs> but again Stephanie Myers made lots and lots of uh money and gained a lot of uh power uh in this reality um through writing that and that was inspired by again a fantasy uh story so even though it's kind of seen as mm, less than amongst ourselves or amongst people who belong to the fandom together they're really given strength and validity to be themselves or to express themselves or analyze themselves through the context of a work of fantasy and I think a lot of times everyone's very literal and in fandoms it's like yeah there's a point to which we're going to be literal right again I don't want to go to the bottom of a lake and find a lit torch but I also would really like to get money for doing menial everyday tasks right <laughs> 
Um, so remember, guys, if you would like to participate, you can always send me an email. If you have a question or a comment, also do that. And I will definitely make sure to include it in the uh, coming uh, uh, episode soon to be. Um, and remember, uh, do it for the XP, guys, because we are all. Oh, no. <clears throat> okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, I mean, honestly, that's why I really think that, you know, we do it for the fandom. I mean, I know I do it for my fandoms, which are many. Uh, a few of them are like supernatural. I mean, I love that show, but I really think it needs to end. I love Final Fantasy. I love the Mass Effect series. Um, I really like Dungeons and Dragons. I'm not really great at it, but I, I still like it. It's a lot of fun. It helps you use your imagination. Um, I'm really, really getting into comics, more old comics than new comics, because I feel like the new comics are kind of being invaded by movies, but we will talk about that soon. Don't you worry. Um, and I always welcome your input. So let me know how you guys feel about doing it for your fandom and how fandom uh how your appreciation of anime or comics or um music in the, those genres really uh, helps you to express yourself i would love to hear about it i would love to share it with the rest of our hunter clan um so in the meantime until the next time do it for the xp guys see ya